This episode of Nostrum is brought to you by FUI, the public forum user interface. Tired of other public forum debaters kicking metaphorical sand in your debate face? FUI will change that forever. PFUI, the public forum user interface. Nostrum is available on iTunes and at nostrumnation.blogspot.com, where you can also check up on the latest adventures of the authors Jules O'Shaughnessy and the Nostrumite. Nostrum, the high school debate soap opera, where deontology is more than just an idea, it's a rebuttal. By Jules O'Shaughnessy and the Nostromite, narrated by Jim Menick. Series 2, Episode 3. Buckle down, Schmageggy, buckle down. Lily Maru sat at her desk, clicking away at her computer. Princeton? Click. Harvard? Click. U Penn. Click. Brown. Click. Yale. Click. Upper Schmageggy Community College for Total Losers. No click, because there was no such place, which meant that that was probably where she'd end up going to college. Upper Schmageggy Community College for Total Losers. It was painful looking at all the college websites. Lily would have to pick one for early admission, and she was leaning toward Yale because that's where her oldest sister Jasmine had gone, and the place had a nice feel to it, a mix of scholarship and camaraderie that appealed to her. Camelia, her second oldest sister, had gone to Princeton, but Lily felt that the home of the Tigers was just too bow tie and boater hat for her taste, which probably explained why Camelia had dropped out as a sophomore to front a rock band in Detroit, of all places, before winding up at Stanford and an international business program. Her other sister, Dahlia, was still at MIT, but Lily did not have a scientific bone in her body, so that was definitely not right for her. But who was she kidding? An Ivy? with her grades? She was third in her class. How could she possibly get into a good school with a miserable academic record like that? Upper Schmageggy Community College for Total Losers. Yep, that was it. Or something close to it. Click. And oh yeah, welcome to the Bahamas. This next section is difficult to read, so you're going to have to use your imagination. Imagine you're on your computer, and imagine you see in front of you Facebook newsfeed what's on your mind. Lily Maru is going to rewrite her aff tonight, one hour ago. Tucker Gallstone and six others like this. Eleven comments. Tucker Gallstone. Ha, ha, ha. That's one word. That's a Facebook word. Ha, ha, ha. What's wrong with the ones you already have? 
Lily Maru. It's about an hour too long. Tucker Gallstone again. Have you seen the Parsifal evidence? Lily Maru. Joint pain in otters? Got it. Tucker Gallstone. There's about 20 blocks against it, though. Vale may be running it. Kennergy Alawala. You going to the pup? Tucker Gallstone. Wouldn't miss it for the world. We're all going to totally bid up ha-ha. Which is something like ha-ha-ha, only two-thirds as long. Ha-ha. Kennergy Alawala. How many cases do you have, Tucker? Tucker Gallstone. Three afts, four negs, but none of them are any good. Lily Maru. You could run your own tournament all by yourself. Tucker Gallstone. Ha, ha, ha. That's one word again, so that's the formal. Ha, ha, ha. It was after midnight, and the alarm was set for 6.15, giving her 20 minutes to get up and out to the bus in the morning. She should have been asleep hours ago, but Tucker Gallstone was simply too deep into working on her cases to notice or care about anything as counterproductive as sleeping. She may have been a 15-year-old high school sophomore by some reckonings, but by her own reckoning... Tucker was a debater, period. Everything else was out of the running. Oh, sure, she did her homework. She kept up with the assignments. Her grades were pretty good. She wasn't about to let bad performance at school get in the way of her real life. After all, if she started slipping anywhere, they could tell her that she couldn't debate anymore. They wouldn't be so understanding about her taking off almost every Friday for some tournament or other. So she did what she was supposed to do, and occasionally a little more, just to cover all the bases. But when all was said and done, it was only debate that mattered. The question, of course, is why? What was there about debating that had caused Tucker Gallstone to make it her definitional activity? To be honest, she really didn't know. If she had been like a total nerd, then it would be understandable. But she was popular and did a whole bunch of athletics and didn't seem nerdy in the least, on the outside, that is. She was smart, but she wasn't blatant about it. Certainly not a homework drone or anything. She could be in the top ten of her class without overworking herself, so why bother? She knew she was attractive enough. She was thin and tall and blonde and presentable. And she knew there were boys out there that were drawn to her, although none of them had impressed her much yet beyond being just friends to hang out with. No matter how you looked at it, she was a fairly average high school girl, blessed with a less gawky adolescence than most, open to whatever might grab her fancy. And that fancy had been debate. She loved debate. She loved thinking about debate. She loved writing cases and rewriting cases and then rewriting them again. She loved arguments and she loved arguing. She loved progressive approaches and she loved traditional approaches. She liked talking persuasively to parent judges and flying faster than a gnat on crank in front of college judges. She liked traveling on school buses however far it took. 
She liked the lukewarm ziti they served in the high school cafeterias on Friday nights. She liked watching other people debate when she wasn't debating, scouting out who was running what and taking voluminous notes on it and prepping out her teammates on it. She was a debater through and through. Of that, there could be no doubt. She had to be thankful that she went to night and day, where they had an official district-sanctioned debate program. In the Northeast, debate programs were pretty rare. In her county, immediately north of New York City, you could count the serious debate high schools on the fingers of one hand. In other counties nearby, you could count some of the programs on one fist. In most counties, you wouldn't need any arms at all. Tucker had had a solid year as a freshman. She had won a lot of trophies and made it to a couple of finals. She had gone to summer debate camp and polished her skills. She had the potential, and she knew it, to be one of Tarnish Chutmal's superheroes. There hadn't been a superhero on the night and day school team for years now. And that was Tucker's goal, to be the next superhero. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's Super Tucker. Will Lily Maru get early acceptance into Upper Shmagegi Community College for Total Losers? Will Kennergy Alawala get his cases written in time for the pepperoni? Is Facebook the official social network of the National Forensic League? Will Tucker Gallstone become a superhero? Are there enough commercials during the Olympics, or should we order up a few more and eliminate the sports altogether? This next line is crossed out. It says here, Why don't debaters dress more like figure skaters? That's crossed out. The next sentence is, Why don't more debaters dress more like figure skaters? The answers to the above questions, and many others like them, will not be found in our next startling episode, We Below, Half Cub, Half Scout. Or, Batches? We do have batches. We do need batches. We do need to show you our stinking batches.